Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Late Night Vision Show. This is episode 21. And man, we've got a great show for you today. It's going to be jam-packed with a lot of different things. But before we get to that, a man that does need an introduction, Jason Robertson. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome back, buddy. Well, I'm glad to be here, but I thought it was supposed to, you didn't need an introduction. So I'm a little confused. I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult, but I guess I'll take it either way. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, everybody, everybody in Nacogdoches County, I think, knows Jason Robertson. Uh, but for those no. that... Uh, don't live on a county road. Uh, you might have to say a little bit, you know, of, of who you are, and and same with me. But hey, uh, man, I'm I'm excited about today's show. We got a good one. We do. I'm excited. You know, this is going to be a little bit of a uh, a, a mix mash of, of a lot of different things. There's a lot. I think it's going to be a lot of fun stuff. But we don't have one big topic this week, so we've got a bunch of little things that. We wanted to put together that are, are things that we wanted to talk about, things that people have asked about. So we're going to put them all together, and I think it's going to be a, a good show. But one thing I wanted to bring up that is, uh, you know, pretty big news for the week, I think, is Hans has a new YouTube video that he just put out, and it is an extremely unique video that I thought was a great idea. And what he did was he took and shot a hog or sometimes multiple hogs with every single reticle option in the pulsar trail thermal rifle scopes and it is a really neat video so tell us just a little bit about that hans yeah so you know i i, I told you about this uh gosh a couple months ago my idea of wanting to do this and and really you know the videos on on uh, the Hans East Texas YouTube channel. I really want it to be informative, at the same time entertaining. And one of the things that's great about the Pulsar thermal, thermal scopes are the amount of reticles you have to choose from. And everybody that you talk to has their, their different favorite ones. Some of them say that, uh, you know, that they like certain ones or, or some, you know, some of them are terrible, but uh, there are a lot to choose from. So you can't deny that. And I really wanted to to first of all give everybody a chance to uh, see them, to mm -hmm. see them in action, and really to kind of challenge myself to do it. And I'm going to tell you, it was not easy. I know I called you several times and like, <laughs> man, I'm on such and such reticle, and I cannot wait to get past it. And <laughs> in so, some of in those the, are so bad that that uh, you know, I mean, I say bad. There's probably some guy out there, and it's his favorite. But some of them are oh, really yeah, big. Sure. They take up a lot of real estate in the screen. And yeah. uh, just even watching the video, I was like, I'm ready for him to get to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt. And, and sometimes, so I had somebody ask me how long it took. And really, it took me uh, a couple months. And the reason why it took me a couple months is I, I, I'm switching back and forth scopes all right. the time. I was using the 536 for a few weeks. So uh, all in all, it did take about a couple months to get all of that done and wrapped up. But like in the video, I say some of them are good. Uh, some of them I don't really care for, but all of them will drop hogs. Yeah, there's, man, we there's have no proof in the pudding there. They all drop hogs. Well, but, man, I, I'm going to tell you, I enjoyed putting that together. It's it's probably, I think I told you after I put it out, it's my favorite video that I put out on the uh, on the channel. And it's, um, I, I, think it's, I think it's pretty cool. Some of the hog kills are really good. You know, we got some uh, running hog kills. We got uh, one of them on there that was uh, dropping two hogs with one shot, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, that well, was. You know, I want to say this, folks. Uh, uh, Hans, I don't brag on him enough, but uh, I'm going to tell you something. If you go to his channel, 
Uh, and I, I, there's a lot of great content on YouTube. Uh, there's, uh, you know, when in this hog hunting and coyote hunting industry, there's a lot of great stuff uh, that the guys are putting out. But I think what Hans is doing week in and week out is some of the best content. And it's unique because some guys do nothing but, but great videos, no talking, no nothing. And it's just hog kill after hog kill after hog kill. And that's cool. I mean, that, that's great. We all like to watch that. There's other guys that, that do, you know, they talk about their hunts and, and maybe they don't do many scope reviews. Or maybe they just do scope reviews uh, sitting in front of a table and they're never in the field, whatever. But, but Hans does it all. And I'm going to tell you, I think it's one of the most unique uh, channels on YouTube in this industry. And I think it's one of the best. Now I'm biased because, uh, he's one of my best <laughs> friends, but it, yeah. it's true. It, it is great. And I just want to say, you know, kudos to him for, for going out and doing this week after week. He puts a bunch of time and effort into these videos. And, uh, if you've ever edited just one little video, then, then you can appreciate what he puts into this. But when he told me he was going to shoot a hog with, Every one of those, I was like, good gravy. Are you sure you want to do that and punish yourself? But, you know, yeah. I think it's good. I think it's, uh, you know, the thing that I like about, you know, Hans's videos, and I know he's sitting here tired of me talking about him right now, but I'm going to continue. I feel for... like I'm going to have to write you a check for the advertisement. In this <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I think that the, what I like, though, is that the videos are, number one, they're clean. I can watch them all with my kids, and that's a big deal. If you go to YouTube much, uh, you know it doesn't matter what it is. There's very few things I can watch that I'm not cringing, or I've got to watch it first before I let my my young kids watch. And so they're all clean. They're good. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced hog hunter. You do this every day. Uh, you know you can still learn something from his scope reviews. You can still be entertained because he's funny. But I think it's really great for beginners, too. And so, anyway, I think especially like this this crosshair, uh, the different reticles, I think it's great for, you know, maybe a beginner, somebody who doesn't know, uh, you know, that a lot of people assume there may be only one crosshair option in there, and they don't realize there's yeah. a whole lot of different ones. So I think that's going to be a, a great video for people that don't own a trail and maybe are considering it or first-timers. Yeah, uh, and I appreciate that, Jason. Yeah, uh, the videos are uh, a lot of work, but I enjoy it. Uh, it. It's a fun thing to do, a fun thing to be involved in. And and you know this better than anybody. Um, I'm out in the field hunting every night of the week. Yes. There, there is. And my poor wife, she's mm. she's so used to it now, she just kind of gives up on it. Because uh, <laughs> we've she's got uh, her DVR and Netflix piled up for shows for us to watch. And <laughs> I keep saying, well, we'll get back to it next next week or something. Well, the good thing happens, is, though, so. you're hunting close, too. That's the nice thing. Hunting you're hunting family hunting land, close. so you're, you're yeah. not all over the countryside most of the time sometimes she she get we live in a small town so she gets uh every time we go anywhere all everybody wants to talk about is hog hunting <laughs> and you know she's she's probably here tired to hear about that too but you know i had somebody ask me um you know you've been doing this for a while and and uh, uh asking about my first experience thermal hunting and you know first time usually when person goes out for the first time it's it's kind of like a, a great experience and it gets them really excited and turned on the thermal hunt and i'm gonna tell you the first time i looked through a thermal scope uh it it was like it, you know it it created this hook inside of me that i was hooked from the very beginning but i'm gonna tell you my first 
hog hunting experience with a thermal did not go very well at all. Uh-oh. And uh, I, I need to hear I, this story then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've heard this before because I want to, uh, you know, somebody asked me about this. So w- my very first thermal hunting experience, I used digital night vision and, uh, you know, obviously I hunted hogs with green lights and different things like that. But uh, my brother-in-law got a, a brand new Armasite Zeus, the 100 millimeter, Gosh, you know, yeah. at the time, one of the nicest that you could you could get besides a Trigicon or something still like a that. nice but, scope but yeah yeah very nice scope and uh and but it's not small it's it's a big scope and it was mounted on a scar 308 oh so we're, we're driving around county county roads and uh we're driving past a buddy's cattle farm and on the other side of this field about 300 yards away there's a, a big lone boar out by himself so my brother-in-law uh, hands me the rifle and says, all right, go out there and get him. Here's that thermal scope. You know, all you got to do is look through it and, and pull the trigger. So me and a buddy, uh, a buddy of mine who has a thermal scope, he had his thermal mounted on a lever action 308. Oh, <laughs> and this wow. is, and this is important to the story because we'll get to the, the point. Okay. So him and I start, we, we hop the fence. We, we start the trek across this piece of land uh, you know, it's we're cr- creeping up as quiet as we can. We finally get up to in about 50 yards, and uh, this rifle's so heavy, it's like wearing a 15-pound necklace around your around your neck. That's how rifle, the, uh, how heavy this setup is. So, man, I was tired. I was all wore out. So to take this shot, I didn't have a tripod. I didn't hunt with a tripod or nothing at the time. I it had a uh, legs mounted on a bipod mounted on the on the rail. So I laid those bipods down on the ground, laid down, lined up the shot. Wait a minute. Hang on. I want to stop you short. So you're laying down on the ground. It's like a short bipod. Laying on the ground. Man, that was, yeah, it was a a short (laughs) bipod. Yeah. Laying down on the ground, setting up the shot, squeezing the trigger, and the thermal scope goes dead right when I'm about to squeeze the trigger. I know. (laughs) And I'm dying. And I, I... uh, it's completely dark. Can't see nothing. So did your buddy I, shoot or did you, I mean, did either one of you get a shot off? Yeah. So I, I told my buddy, I was like, Hey, scope. I don't know what happened, but it's completely black. I didn't know how to really even work it at that point. I said, the scope's completely black. I don't know what's going on. He said, okay, I'm going to shoot it. So he, uh, shoots the hog. And the next thing I hear is, Oh crap. And he said, he shot the hog. You can hear it uh, screaming and yelling and you can hear like just, trudging along like it was coming towards us he said the i shot the hog it's coming right at us and my gun's locked up and jammed and you're laying on the ground (laughs) here i am with a rifle that i can't see through i can't see nothing and he's got a gun that's locked up and jammed and he can't cycle another round and we don't know where the hog's coming from and uh i mean we're freaking out i'm i'm about ready to to leave everything there in the field and start running because i couldn't see and we heard him flop down about 10 yards in front of us Uh, and uh that was my very i was freaked out i had to go back to the truck and change my underwear (laughs) and uh i that was my very first thermal hunting experience and Mm. i'm going to tell you uh even after that i was still excited about doing it again and and uh you know, getting back out there, but wow. I wanted to share that because I, there's some people out there that that have had recently that I've taken out, have uh, experienced their first thermal hog hunt. And, uh, they were kind of asking me, Hey, what, what was your experience like? And I'm going to say, I, you know, I'm telling them, well, 
let me tell you, it wasn't all that great. <laughs> my very first one. I think that so, might have uh, done me in. That might have been the end for me. I might have, uh, right. you know, changed underwear and just left the left the thermal to somebody yeah. else. <laughs> Uh, but you know what, today's show, we're going to be talking a lot, a lot of different things. Um, you know, what we're going to get into a little bit is, uh, uh, uh some questions that we get about the, uh, Pulsar Trail XP 50 and, the uh, FLIR PTS 536. We're going to get into that a little bit cause there've been some questions surrounding those. Um, but, uh, and also a little bit of industry news from Jason that he's going to share. And then also at the end, we're going to wrap it up with, uh, a request that somebody had, uh, you know, an item in our gear bag that we, we don't want to leave the house without. But before that, we've got a, a little giveaway that we're doing right now. We do. Isn't so right, yeah. we've got uh, we've got some koozies in. And uh, yeah. if you're you're watching this on YouTube, you can see them when I hold them up. Uh, we've got got a couple different koozies, and so we are going to give these away. We've got some more stuff coming, and we're going to do a bigger giveaway soon. Uh, we're still working out all the logistics, but so here's what we're going to do. Uh, you want a, uh, a late night vision show, uh, outdoor legacy uh, koozie? What you do is go and send us an email. Go to the late night vision show at gmail.com. Like, make sure you put the, the 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 late night vision show at gmail.com. Send us an email and uh, either in the title or somewhere in the body, just say you know giveaway. Uh, koozie giveaway uh, do that and uh, we're going to we'll draw next week uh, this podcast will air on thursday and we will draw the winner on the following wednesday so that'll be right before the other episode airs and then we will let y'all know who won on next week's episode so but do this now this is this is we're going to make this easy for you but you have to include your mailing address. If you don't do that, then we can't mail it to you. I promise you, uh, if you don't win, we're going to just delete it. We're not going to start uh, signing you up for all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, Avon, uh, you know, <laughs> catalogs. No, that's and, not true. <laughs> You're going to show up at their door trying to sell them Girl Scout cookies. It's true. Sure. Well, I, no, I just eat the Girl Scout cookies. I don't sell them. So. No, so hey, we're, we're going to. But no, leech. really. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. A, a listener, a listener can win a koozie before uh, before I even get a koozie. How about that? That's man? right. I don't even I, get a koozie. I, I have a. I have a box to send to you, but yeah, I think they're, they're going to see theirs before you probably. So, yeah. so yeah, so just remember, send an email to the late night vision show uh, at gmail.com. Mention the giveaway, put your address in there where we can mail it to. And uh, if you win, we will reply to you. It's just going to be the first two people, the first two emails we get, and we'll get those sent out to you. Uh, and I said we we're going to draw next Wednesday, but that's not true. We're not drawing for this. It's just going to be the first two emails. So, so no drawing. Uh, just the first, first two, two and we're going to do yep. it, and then we'll we'll mention you uh, next week on the show. So anyway, I've got some more cool stuff going on, well, but we're gonna yeah. we're gonna tease you with those. Well, we've got a lot of people that listen, and they listen right as it comes out, man. They do. I'm telling you, there's a lot of them that are listening in their trucks and and in their tractors. I get pictures from people in their tractors listening. The people that are nice enough to have radios in their tractors i don't know what that's about yeah <laughs> but, right that's right I, I heard that's a thing but it hadn't made it to my to my place yet but uh um hey i do know uh jason uh, really talk real quick about the news about uh the lrf okay because uh, you know we yeah. kind of left that 
out in the open the last, uh, so last weeks. So Hans and I both did a review of the Pulsar Trail Laser Rangefinder Edition. We had a demo that Pulsar was kind enough to send me and let us use for an extended period of time. So we both got some uh, good field time with it. Hans has a video on it as well as I do. We talked about it on, I believe it was probably our last State of the Industry show that we did. Mm -hmm. And I think the original thing, I don't, I don't know exactly what we said at the time, that the news was maybe, I want to say August, July, August is when we thought it was coming out. It's kept getting pushed back, pushed back. And then I know that we mentioned on another show there were some delays because of, of getting it imported, because of, uh, and I was, a, I've been told a couple different things, but I got a little clarification on that. Um, it wasn't just the, the brightness or the power of the laser. It was that in combination to being mounted to a rifle scope. So mm -hmm. the feds have certain rules on that. And when it is uh, weapons mountable or, or mounted, I believe, along with a rifle scope, then that was kind of a different standard. So I don't know exactly what happened, but I did get a phone call that said that the LRFs are going to be shipping. Uh, everything is, is on go now. They've got the green light. Uh, and so unless something else changes, we're looking for the first shipment of these to come in in a few weeks during the month of October. Now I'm just going to go ahead and say uh, no one knows how many are coming, but uh, it the suspicion is it's going to be very, very few, um, especially at first. Uh, again, there's yeah. that's just pure speculation, but from what Pulsar is saying that, you know, they don't expect to get 200 of these things. It, it's probably going to be coming in in small quantities. Dealers are probably going to be getting onesies of these, you know, one here, one there. Um, it looks like uh, they're just going to kind of slowly go down the list and dole them out. We're hoping that they'll get into a regular shipping schedule, um, you know, hopefully maybe getting them a couple shipments a month, but we just don't know. And, and I wouldn't mm -hmm. expect, uh, I, well, this is pure speculation on my part, no, but, but I do not expect <laughs> you're going to see these things sitting on the shelf uh, anytime before 2019. I just right. think that the popularity coupled with the low supply. So I think it's going to be a supply and demand issue. Um, my advice is if you are interested in getting one of these, um, I would say make your mind up and then, you know, I would say call me, but uh, call call your dealer, whoever that is, but uh, call me at Outdoor Legacy. If you don't have somebody, you don't, you're not already in line for one. And I would say, you know, get on a list and you're going to need to get on a list and say, yes, I want it. Um, and be very certain because, like I said, they're going to be hard to get, I believe, for uh, several months. So anyway, well, lo looks like they're going to be coming. So that, that's good news. And I, I mean, the, there's, there's word that the first shipment is going to be coming in. I tell you, I don't blame customs for slowing these things up at all because I hunt with a few guys that I don't know if I trust them with anything with a laser <laughs> mounted to a rifle. These are the same guys that are out there spotlighting, you know, hogs with green lights and shining, you know. I don't know, man. I just don't – the idea of them having laser, something with a laser Yeah, with a laser, point, yeah. I feel like they might, you know, uh, uh, put my eye out with that thing or something. <laughs> like, well, but, no, that's good to know because I tell you, you know, when we talked about this, the, you know, the LRF being the laser rangefinder built into the, the Pulsar Trail XP50s, um, 
you know, we, I think you and I were really wondering how popular they were going to be yeah. and if people were willing to spend a little bit more to get that included in. And I'm going to tell you here lately, there's been an overwhelming demand for those to come in. There and it's good to see because, you know, it's good that Pulsar's being rewarded for uh, the innovation that they're doing with putting that in there, taking the time to listen to people's wants and needs. And, and uh, you know, this isn't an infomercial for Pulsar because we talk about a lot of different brands on this show, but they, you know, they really do listen to the hunters out there, yeah. you know, the, the hog hunters, the coyote hunters, and they listen to what they need and what they want. And by God, they, they try to do what they can to deliver on it. And I'm proud of them for doing the LRF and getting that done. And, and I'm glad to see that it's uh, in high demand. Well, I agree. And I want to say, you know, we do talk about a lot of different brands. It's, and, you know, Hans and I are, are big on Pulsar. Um, it's obvious and we do, we like their stuff. We think they've got good stuff and they've got great customer service, but I'm going to tell you, I mean, and I'm going to go on the record and say this and, and, you know, if somebody disagrees, that's, that's perfectly fine. But I think working with, with all these manufacturers closely, I think that, that Pulsar definitely, um, keeps their, uh, you know, finger on the pulse of what the hunting community wants. And uh, mm-hmm. not, again, just because somebody here in, in Texas uh, at Pulsar USA says, you know, this is what the guys want in Texas, that doesn't mean that's always going to get played out at the factory because they are an international company. They're shipping this stuff all over the world. But they do have a lot of influence and they try very hard. They come to the table and say, this is what the hog and the coyote hunters are wanting. And I appreciate that. And I think that being here in Texas, um, you know, like the, the Pulsar USA distributor is, I think that helps. And, and, you know, they really do keep their finger on the pulse. So, yeah, we're excited about it. Uh, you know, Hans mentioned, that we, don't, we didn't know how popular this thing was going to be. Right now, the Pulsar, uh, oh, uh, one more thing I guess I should mention. mention. It looks like, you know, it's going to be the Pulsar Trail XP50 uh, LRF. And there's a possibly going to be some of the XP38s with the LRF. Um, I don't see those being near as popular. I, I'm just going to be completely honest and say right here, I'm not going to order any or haven't ordered any of the XP38s, and I won't unless it's a special order. That's the low magnification 1.2 power, and I just I don't understand coupling something that low magnification with a rangefinder. I just, I mean, I just don't see you shooting far enough to, to actually need it. I think the XP50 right. is going to be a much better option, and, and definitely that's what uh, all of my customers have, have asked about. So with that said, uh, there's right now, we're not looking and, and planning on seeing that on any of the XQ models, just the XP50 and maybe some of the XP38s. Um, but they have been uh, a lot of buzz about them, and, you know, people are asking, it looks like the prices, I mean, as far as we know, it's going to remain the same as it was originally announced. It's going to be uh, $59.99 for the XP50 LRF. That's $1,000 mm-hmm. more. And, you know, we'll, we'll just see when they come out if anything changes, but I don't suspect it will. It yep. sounds like that's it. So, And, and, and Jason, I'm going to ask you something, too, just to kind of clear up, uh, you know, discussing the LRF and, and kind of moving forward in the discussion. There's a lot of talk right now from people that are interested in buying thermal and night vision scopes. But, uh, you know, we're getting into the, we're into the fourth quarter of the year and they're calling you, they're talking to me and they're saying, well, I really want to buy a scope, 
but I kind of want to wait to see if something new is going to come out. And mm-hmm. is there going to be something coming out new by the end of the year? Kind of let, let the listeners know when a lot of the new stuff is announced, um, you know, when that stuff could come out and, and do they need to be waiting on uh, purchasing a thermal to see if anything's coming out for yeah. 2019? Well, look, I mean, as always as a, as a dealer, you know, what are you going to say? No, don't wait by today. <laughs> you know, but yeah. but yeah. but look, I understand, and I feel the pain of spending this kind of money for a lot of guys. It's going to be a one-time, lifetime purchase. You know, they're going to break the piggy bank, and I'm going to do it once, and I don't plan on doing it again. And fully understandable. Um, and, and again, I don't say this. I know it's going to sound like just a selfish dealer who's you know trying to get sales today, but there is something to be said of. You can't wait forever. I mean, there's all, it's right. just like buying a, a computer. Uh, there's always going to be something new, especially where we're at right now with thermal and this technology that is, uh, there's more bells and whistles, things like, you know, internal video recording, LRF, Wi-Fi streaming to smartphones, uh, you know, built-in battery packs. Who knows what's next? There's a lot of movement. And so you can't wait forever, but it is understandable that people say, I I do want to know what's around the corner or when it might come out. The way this industry works is uh, everything, generally speaking, there are exceptions to this rule, but but generally speaking, everything new is announced at the SHOT Show. That's the Shooting, Hunting, and Outdoor Trade Show. That is the industry show for everything hunting, uh, guns, ammo, outdoor, and that's in Vegas Uh, the last week of January every year. And so, but there's a misconception that, oh, well, in January, all the new stuff comes out. Incorrect. In January, the new stuff is announced. The LRF, uh, Pulsar LRF, was announced January of 2018. This is, we're, what, a week away, week and a half away from October Mm -hmm. 2018. It's still not out. I mean, that's the, the, the point is these things get announced. There are things that are actually announced that never come to market, that they just disappear. It was a prototype. It was a good idea. Right. Then they maybe the, the market reaction was bad. Maybe they realize it's going to be too expensive. I, you know, whatever the host of reasons in manufacturing, uh, it, it goes away. So mm-hmm. the best bet is for something to be announced at the end of January and start shipping um, normally, you could the best you hope for would be the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter in a absolute best case scenario. So if something new comes out, I wouldn't expect it to hit the market until March to April mm-hmm. at the earliest of 2019, realistically, June mm-hmm. to July. And so again, if if you say, well, you know what, I'm willing to wait nine or 10 months uh, because, uh, you know, I want to be one and done, that is perfect. But here's the thing to know. <laughs> if you wait until, you know, June or July, then you get to decide, do you want to be one of the first guys to buy? And a lot of right. guys go, well, I want to make sure that it's good. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Guess what? It's going to be September or October again. And guess what's in January? The SHOT Show yeah. 2020. Exactly. And so yeah. this turns into yeah. a never-ending. And again, I completely get it. It's a lot of money. You want to make sure that there's not something great comes out tomorrow. But uh, my advice to you is 
decide what you want, buying something tried and true, there's never anything wrong with that. Buy it, use it. When something new comes out, take your scope and sell it. Go out on the hunting forums, on the classifieds, on eBay, on gun broker, wherever. Go sell it. And yeah, you may take a loss on it, but you know, you're not gonna lose completely out on it. You know, you're gonna get a good price for it while it's still a newer scope and somebody's gonna get a bargain on it and you go buy another one if, if you know. But, but again, I, I sympathize, but you can't wait forever. So right now though, unless something just changes, I mean again, there's you know, anything can happen, but it would be absolutely unheard of for anything new to be announced. Um, you know, announced in the U.S. Yeah. before January, and then to actually ship before first second quarter, that'd be bizarre. Yeah. So now, well, I, I, yeah, well, I appreciate you clearing that well, up. One more thing I want to say while we're talking about this industry stuff, and we'll wrap this up. Uh, there's been some questions uh, about FLIR, what's going on with, there with them. They recently uh, moved one of their manufacturing facilities uh, that was in California, they moved it to another city, and that is actually uh, where they were making the Thermosite Pros. Uh, I believe they're making the breaches there as well. And so they shut that down. That was actually supposed to open back up on September 24th, and I'm not sure. I was talking to my FLIR rep today, and um, I, I forgot to ask if they got that back up and running, but I kind of think it might be because I know there hasn't been any any real shipments going out, just some uh, inventory they already had made up. But I know today I got word that it looks like I'm getting you know maybe maybe three shipments of of scopes, maybe some five thirty sixes, seven thirty sixes, and maybe some two three threes. So I'm thinking that things may be maybe moving there again. But there were some people questioning what's going on. I heard they're closed. Is something happening? They're just moving the manufacturing facility from one city to another. Uh, kind of consolidating some stuff, I think, where they're making all their other yep. stuff. So that's just what it was. It was just a move. But as of right now, they're supposed to be back up and running. If they're not, I'm sure it will be in a, in a few days. So right. that is where we are there. Well, good. Um, yeah, and, and, and thanks again for clearing all that up. Yeah, with, with people asking and if should they wait, you know, that's a – I don't know if I could wait eight or 10 months to, for something new to be able to get something new, but the, the thermal scopes, I have sold thermal scopes, uh, ones that I've used in the past and they hold their value very well when, uh, surprisingly well for an electronic device. Well. I agree. Absolutely. Hold the value very well, but Hey, um, let's get into, uh, one of our topics and really, and I'm going to ask you this, Jason, because I, I get this a lot. I know you've been getting this, both of us, um, have used the, the FLIR PTS 536 recently in the past. We used it quite a bit. Uh, I think a lot of people know that that the main scope that I run with is a Pulsar Trail XP50. So I get a lot of questions and comments on trying to compare the Pulsar Trail XP50 versus the FLIR PTS 536, and I'm finding it very difficult to do so. And I know you are too. Tell us why that is. This is this is a question I've been getting a lot, and to be mm. completely honest, I'm not exactly sure why. I mean, I probably had three phone calls last week about it. I've had emails. Uh, I had an email uh, last week. I had a, somebody on YouTube commented, asked about it. It, it is just growing, and I, again, I don't know exactly why. And the reason that I say that is, 
you know, for those that don't know, I mean, the, the Pulsar Trail uh, XP50, it is, uh, you know, it's a $5,000 scope, and then you've got the FLIR Thermosite Pro PTS 536. It is $3,795, $3,800. So mm -hmm. they're not even, I mean, you know, they're $1,200 in difference on them. I just, I'm not sure. I don't know why I keep getting this. So what I want to do is I'm just going to lay out and say, I'm going to lay out just real quick some of the spec differences, and, and I'll let Hans mm -hmm. chime in here. But I'm going to explain why it's very difficult to compare these two, and I'm just going to do this quickly. So the XP50, it is 640 by 480 high resolution. It is 1.6 optical magnification. All right, so let's just leave it at that, $5,000. The um, 536 is a 320 by 256 resolution. That is half of the 640 by 480. So it's, mm -hmm. it's half the resolution, and it is a four-power optical magnification. That's the base. So... Mm -hmm. And again, not that the, we've talked on and on about the 536. You've got more videos on YouTube about it than anybody else. It is a great scope. It's a beautiful scope. But the, the only way I can sum this up is if where an XP50 is going to do great, the 536 is going to be terrible and vice mm -hmm. versa. Where the 536 mm -hmm. is going to be great, the XP50 is going to be terrible. If you're wanting to make, uh, you know, 180 to 200 yard shots, the XP50 is not the scope for you. It's 1.6 optical. Uh, that is not the scope. If you're wanting to make uh, 30 to 50 yard shots, the 536 is not the scope for you. So right, right. Uh, again, I, I'm not trying to insult anybody. It, there's a lot of people asking these questions over and over. So it's definitely, you know, something people want to know. But my answer is they're generally not comparable because I can't think of of two scopes that could be much different than those two scopes. I mean, they're just on opposite ends of the spectrum on what they're designed to do. Right. Yeah. And when I get questions about it, I know you do as well. Uh, you know, they, they try to ask what's the better scope, what's the better deal. And to me, it's important to find out, well, what type of hunting or hunting are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what are your average shots? And if you're taking close shots, you know, the majority of the shots are up close. I, you know, I don't think uh, the 536 is your scope, but if, if a lot of your shots are further away, then um, then the 536 would be a good scope for you. But, you know, the 536 has a great image, um, you know, but at the same time, the FLIR uh, is a 640 core. No, it has the Pulsar. A, a, the Pulsar. I'm sorry. Pulsar is 640 core. Uh, I've got all these brands running in my I head know. right now. I can't tell. Uh, the Pulsar's got the 640 core, and it is it, obviously a beautiful image, and it does. there's a lot of things that are included in with it uh, that make it a, a great scope. So really, uh, for those of you that are interested in trying to compare um, both the two scopes together, really just try to think about your regular hunting conditions and, and that will help you determine what scope is best for you. Uh, because like Jason said, they're really on the opposite ends of the spectrum as far as their capabilities. Yeah, so um, that, that's yeah. it. That's what I would say. I mean, I know I've already said, it. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but if, if you're wanting to shoot long range and you need a lot of magnification or, or maybe it's one of those things where I got a lot of guys that say, man, you know what? I'm older. My eyesight's not good. Or I'm just using today. I talked to a guy. He said, I, I, "All I use, uh, you know, are, are six to fourteen power." 
You know, he said, I use those yep. scopes all the time. He's like, I, I need some magnification. So if that's you, then definitely the 536 is going to be great. And you're not going to like the XP50 and, yep. and vice versa. Right. So if y'all have any other questions about that, please give Jason a call. Uh, he'll take the time to walk through you and really find out um, and give you his honest opinion. He's, uh, he's not trying to sell you the most expensive scope, but he wants you to be happy with it. So That's definitely right. give him a call. Uh, and uh, he'll he'll talk to you all day long about any type of scope you want to talk about. Um, but we're going to kind of wrap this up, and we're going to wrap this show up uh, with a uh, one of our good listeners, Robert. He knows who he is because he listens to every show, and he he uh, supplies us with some good topics. He does uh, show suggestions. He's just a, a loyal loyal listener. Well, he one of his questions was, you know, a good topic of the show. Uh, what's in your gear bag? And what do you take out in the field with you every time? I know in the past uh, we highlighted uh, the Primos Gen 3 tripod trigger stick. Mm -hmm. That's a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we highlighted that. So today uh, Jason and I are going to kind of uh, talk about something in our gear bag that that we use out in the field and kind of continue that segment on along uh, previous to the ones that we had in the past. And this is something that we'll do from time to time as well as, as we start to use new products and uh, see things that might be uh, good for all of y'all out in the fields, but but I'm going to start it off, Jason, because I'm I'm pretty. Uh, this this is something that is not an expensive item. It's something that I take with me uh, everywhere I go, and it is the uh, it's called the Windfire um, LED flashlight. And I originally bought this thing to mount. This was back before the uh, the thermal night vision days to to mount on a rifle to hog hunt with. A mm-hmm. green green flashlight, so it came with a a uh, a rifle uh, mount to mount it on the rifle. It came with a like a trigger switch button to turn it on and off, and it's a as a rechargeable battery. The best thing about it, uh, it's only twenty four ninety five on Amazon. Oh, but it's no, a you green. You said Amazon. You said the dirty word in my oh, house. No. Amazon. Oh, no. oh, man. Go to Amazon, <laughs> get your flashlights. Come to go to a dealer to get your thermals specifically outdoor <laughs> but, legacy but anyway go ahead. Legacy, no i'm yeah. just teasing yeah yeah so, yeah, so but, but but it's 25 20, bucks 25 bucks it was you know i didn't want anything expensive because i didn't know how well it was going to work but it's got a rechargeable battery on it it lasts for a long time the it's a bright green uh led light shines very bright mm-hmm. and i hold i have that thing with me all the time it's always in my pants pocket when i'm out on the four-wheeler Instead of my highlight, my my headlights being on, I turn that green light on to kind of shine the way so I can drive in the dark. My truck, the same thing at night when I'm driving down trails and stuff. I want to be, I don't want to be shining any bright white right. lights. I turn that, I stick my hand out the window with that green light and you know shine it at the road so I can see. But yeah, it's called the Windfire um, Green LED Flashlight. But basically, if you Google it, you'll be able to find it. Cool. Twenty five bucks. Uh, you could probably find it other different places other than uh you know other than amazon but um it's a i love it my buddy came out with me and of all the things that i had i had nice thermals rifles to use i let him use everything he thought that flashlight was the coolest thing and he made his wife get on and <laughs> order one right away uh you know so he he loved it and uh, i that's something i never i never i try to never leave behind i've, I've left yeah. it behind before but it's a it's a great thing for me so check it out well, sticking with the lighting, I'm going to agree. Now, I don't have anything uh, specific, you know, name brand to say to get to go pick one of these up. Um, I use, I take two lights with me every time. And one of those 
is just a small, you know, about a six inch long handheld, super bright um, LED flashlight. And the mm-hmm. light, I'll just tell you, the, the brand is called Ultimate Wild. And the mm-hmm. owner of that is a friend of mine. He's based here in Nacogdoches as well. He owns a lighting company. Uh, right now, I think they're, they're mostly, uh, you know, honed in on spotlights and some different types of lighting. I'm not sure what he's doing in the handheld, uh, you know, small flashlights. I know this light was something that he had a whole bunch of one time and, uh, you know, a, a bunch. And he was, he was closing these mm-hmm. out and I bought like a ridiculous amount, like 50 <laughs> of them, gave them away as Christmas presents. And everybody has come back and said, man, that's the best light I've ever had. And I kept a whole yeah. bunch of them. So I keep one of those in my, in my bag. And I use it all the time. It takes two CR123A batteries, so they're, it's super. But I also keep a headlamp because there mm-hmm. is a lot of times where I can't hold a flashlight. Maybe I'm dragging a hog. Um, you know, Hans and I, whenever we shoot a hog, we've got to you know, take pictures mm-hmm. and do all the stuff for, for Facebook yeah. and Instagram and all the marketing stuff. So a lot of times I'm trying to set stuff up, can't be holding the flashlight. And... The other thing that I've noticed, what I like about the headlamp is it's not that bright. And, you know, it's got the multiple brightness settings. You, like, press right. it, and it's got high, medium, low. You can have too bright of a light. And that, that handheld light that I'm using is actually like that. Even on the, right. the low power setting, it's too bright for up-close stuff. I mean, it bounces mm-hmm. back and blows your eyes out. So uh, I think it's nice to have something like that headlamp you can put on your head and especially if you get into a situation where you've got to go in the woods and, you know, you're toting your rifle looking for a hog or something. If you do need to turn it on, you know, a lot of times if I'm looking for blood or something, I don't want to have a light in my hand and trying to hold the rifle in case I see the hog. And so anyway, I think having something head mountable is is nice to throw in the bag. Now, Robert, whose idea it was to, uh, you know, for us to talk about this, in the email, he actually talked about the light that he had, and he sent some pictures of it, and it is a cool little light. Uh, it's called the O light. So it's like the letter O, and then L-I-G-H-T-S-1. So the O light S1. And Robert is smarter than me because this little light, it fits in the palm of your hand. Uh, it's super bright, and it has mm-hmm. a clip on it, so you can put it on your cap. And again, it's it's small, so it would fit perfectly right on the brim of your cap. And Robert said that rather than having the push button on the end, it's got the button on the side, so that's really easy when it's clipped to your cap to reach up there and turn it off and on. And so a little palm-sized light, and it looked really cool. So you might Google that if you're interested in something like that. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, Hans and I are not super big gear guys. Um, we're not, we don't, we don't, I say we don't carry much. My gosh, I feel like I'm a boy scout, all the stuff I carry. <laughs> yeah. But, but right. I would say this, I'm, I'm not one of those guys who has a whole lot of like super name brand stuff. That's like, if it's not this brand, it doesn't work. I'm kind of the mm-hmm. guy, if it works, I, I use it, you know, and I'm really, really bad about getting in the field and losing stuff, yeah. leaving it out there in the dark. Uh, if it's in the daylight, I'm good about keeping up with it, but I've lost a lot of flashlights and a lot of stuff out there that fell out of my pocket or dropped, so I'm I'm nervous about using really expensive stuff. Yeah. But I was going to say, I'm glad you said something about the headlamp because I loved my headlamp. I had it for probably two hunts and ended up losing it out in the field, and that's you're exactly right. I don't like buying 
expensive gear right. stuff because I always lose it. I'm all, I'm hard on it. I drop it in a in the water, walking down a trail, leave it out in the field, and I'm you know if it works well and it's a reasonable price, that's that's what I'm probably going to tend to to go with. But well, yeah, but yeah, that's a good point. Every time, I mean, when I'm in the field, my two concerns are. Um, I mean, of, you know, keeping up with stuff, it is, yeah. it, it is, I've got my rifle and my scope. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to drop that. I don't want to stick it in the mud. I've got that. And then where's my handheld monocular? And, yeah. and the reason That's is, is because those are the two expensive things, the rifle, the scope, and then the yeah. handheld monocular. And I'm always like, I don't want to drop the monocular. I want to make sure it's in my bag. Is the bag latched? Is it, I don't want it falling off the ranger while I'm dragging mm-hmm. hogs. So the, everything else, I don't want to lose it. But if I do... Uh, I can replace it, but I don't want to lose yep. a, I don't want to lose something super expensive. So we hope you all enjoyed that. You know, we're going to try to to go through and pick something else out. It's not always going to be very exciting, but you know, we, again, we've had enough people ask, including Robert, what do y'all have in the bag? And so we'll uh, in the future pick something else out and, and talk about that as well. But, you know, as always, we just want to say thank you for your support. Uh, thanks for listening. You know, this is episode 21, and, and we're, we're, you know some of y'all have been here from the beginning, and we really appreciate that. Uh, again, I know we say this. We don't want to beat a dead horse, but, uh, you know, like the show. Uh, follow us on, you know, all the social medias. Share it with your friends. Tell your friends about it. Uh, that's really what we need. I mean, to, to grow this show uh, the way we're going to do it and the way we've done it from the very beginning is just, uh, you know, guys telling their buddies about it and, you know, sharing it on social media. So we, we ask you to do that. I mean, shamelessly, please do it. And, and, yeah. uh, the, the more, the more we can get out there, the more, uh, cool things we can do in the future. So, yeah. uh, with that said, if you, uh, if you're looking for anything thermal, um, you know, this is the time to buy because things are starting to heat up. Uh, things are getting very busy and they are going to get extremely busy in October, November, December, all the way through uh, January, February, March. So, uh, you know, right now, a lot of things are available. Um, so I would say it's a great time to, to beat the rush. If you've got any questions about any thermal scopes, uh, any uh, digital night vision, anything like that, give me a call. Always glad to, uh, to explain it, to help you, to tell you my two cents from using it all in the field. And, uh, that number is 877-350-1818. You can find me at OutdoorLegacyGear.com. That's Gear, G-E-A-R, OutdoorLegacyGear.com. And then also, you know, you can search for Outdoor Legacy Gear on uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Go like, subscribe, do it all, and uh, <laughs> we would appreciate it. So, Hans, tell them where they can find you and also how they can get in touch with us, get in touch with us at the Late Night Vision Show. Yeah, so you can get in touch with us uh, at the Late Night Vision Show. Or, you know, email us like uh, we talked about the giveaway earlier in the show. You can email us at the Late Night Vision Show at gmail.com, especially for the giveaway. You want to make sure that you put your address in there so we can, if you win, we can mail the koozie to you and put in there that this was for the giveaway. You can contact us. Please call us your, uh, for your show topics and suggestions. You can call us at 903 833 4461. Uh, as always, hey, go check out uh, my uh, video from this past week, the uh, 14 different Pulsar Trail reticles and hog kills with all of them. I'd appreciate that. Please share it with all your friends and all your hunting buddies. Uh, and that's on the Hans uh, ETX uh, YouTube channel. And as well, uh, you can check me out on Instagram 
at the same thing. It's uh, Hans ETX. And uh, next time we do our gear reviews and what we got in our bag, I'm going to talk about the, the Chinese throwing star that I keep in my sock, just in case <laughs> I need it. But as always, y'all, thank you for joining us this week. We enjoy doing this, man. We have lots of fun. We'll see y'all next week. Keep making those bacon pancakes.